Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and each week on this podcast, I share with you knowledge and tips and inspiration to lose weight, get healthy, and prevent disease. This week's podcast comes from a recent YouTube video that I did all about how to reverse prediabetes. I talk about what is prediabetes and how you can tell if you have it. You don't even have to go to the doctor's office. You can test your own blood at home and concrete things that you can do to reverse prediabetes. And here's the scary part. One out of every three adults in America has prediabetes. But of those people, 9 out of 10 don't even know that they have the condition. Prediabetes and early type 2 diabetes is completely reversible. I want you to listen and take action on what I teach you in this episode. Now I have a really special announcement because recently I added some new payment options to my online program to make it a little bit more affordable over the long run. So if you've been interested in joining, but a little bit intimidated by the joining cost, I want you to go to my website and check it out at weightlossforhealth.com forward slash join. I think you're going to be really happy with some changes that I made without further ado. Here is that episode. I have a client who lowered his A1C from 9.2 to 5.8. Another course member lowered her fasting blood glucose from around 118 to in the 80s in only eight weeks. So if you are on the verge of needing blood sugar medication or want to reduce your A1C, then keep watching. In this video, you'll learn five tips to reverse prediabetes. Also, I'll talk about how your A1C is related to your blood sugars and why you can't just fast the day before you get your A1C checked. Be sure to watch all the way until the end of this video to learn about my best free resources to lower your insulin resistance and learn which foods are best to eat to lower your blood sugar. If you are looking for the best science-backed information to lower your insulin resistance and inflammation so you can lose weight, keep it off, and prevent disease, then please take a moment to subscribe to this channel. Each week I share content that's going to keep you informed and motivated and inspired to take steps in the right direction to improve your health. And I love to hear from you in the comments. So be sure if you're liking my videos to give it a thumbs up and share it with your friends. And most importantly, leave a comment and say hi. If you're new to me, I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of Weight Loss for Health. It's an online course and community that teaches you everything you need to know to lose weight and keep it off. As a geriatric physical therapist and working for many years in traditional healthcare and rehab, I was so tired of seeing the end effects of largely preventable conditions like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and dementia. I worked with so many people with type 2 diabetes who had multiple amputations and debilitating neuropathy that greatly increased their fall risk, which often led to fractures and more time in the hospital. I saw how the regular medication adjustments could throw their blood sugars and energy levels way out of whack, not to mention the nasty GI side effects of medications like metformin. Trust me, it's best just to nip high blood sugars in the bud early on to prevent type 2 diabetes in the first place. And that's why you're watching this video, right? So let's get to the tips. Now, the first step in reversing prediabetes is knowing your numbers. Here's a brief overview of fasting blood sugar and A1C. 
If you've never checked your fasting blood sugars before, you'll want to do a water fast, meaning you don't eat anything and you only drink water for eight to 12 hours prior to when you're getting your blood checked. You can do this at the doctor's office or I commonly recommend my course members purchase the Keto Mojo device so they can keep an eye on their glucose and ketone readings easily at home. It's a simple finger prick that doesn't hurt and gives a reading within seconds. I will link to the Keto Mojo device in the description for this video. Now your hemoglobin A1C is different from fasting blood sugars. The A1C test measures what percentage of your hemoglobin, a protein in red blood cells that carries oxygen, is coated with sugar. This is a common test used to diagnose diabetes and determine how well someone is managing their diabetes. The higher your A1C level, the worse your blood sugar control, and the higher your risk of diabetes complications. And as a reminder, on average, the hemoglobin A1C is a three-month measure of your average blood sugar levels. Let's take a look at this picture that outlines what are normal pre-diabetic and diabetic ranges for fasting blood sugars and hemoglobin A1C. Normal fasting blood sugars are between 70 and 100, although closer to 70 is better. Now pre-diabetes is 100 to 125, and type 2 diabetes is two separate readings of 126 or higher. A healthy A1C is less than 5.7. Pre-diabetes is 5.7 to 6.4, and diabetes is 6.5 or higher. I also think this picture is interesting because it relates your A1C to your average blood glucose levels. For example, if your A1C is 9%, you can estimate your average blood glucose to be around 212. So why do we care so much about fasting blood sugars and a high A1C? Both of these are important indicators of an underlying condition called insulin resistance. Insulin is a hormone made by your pancreas, and its job is to move sugar or blood glucose from your bloodstream into your cells. But if you have high blood glucose too often for too long, your insulin can have a hard time keeping up, so more and more insulin is needed. Eventually, you develop a resistance to this higher level of insulin, and it's a vicious cycle. Insulin resistance is a common thread to all sorts of health ailments like obesity, heart disease, diabetes, and dementia. If you want to lower insulin, you have to lower your blood sugars. One study suggested that insulin is reduced when blood sugars dropped below about 83. So while up to 99 is considered normal, it's certainly not optimal and you'll want to pay attention to the rest of this video to learn what you can do to prevent and even reverse type 2 diabetes. My mission is to help prevent disease and we do this by focusing on how to lower your blood sugar and blood insulin levels to reverse your insulin resistance. That's exactly what my online program, Weight Loss for Health, teaches you how to do. This is a much more effective long-term strategy to sustainable weight loss than counting points or counting calories. Now, after you've checked your fasting blood sugar and or hemoglobin A1C, it's time to take some action. And my second tip is to educate yourself on the various factors that affect blood sugar and insulin levels in the first place. Now, I'm not going to cover all of those things here because I have a free masterclass that's 55 minutes long, 
and packed with information that covers all of these factors. One of my course members said that she listened to this masterclass four times in one morning because she found it so valuable and kept learning new information. I truly believe that this information is so important and life-changing that I've made that masterclass available to you for free. It's a sneak peek into my course and you can download that today at weightlossforhealth.com forward slash masterclass. So if you're going to download that masterclass or if you already have, let me know by typing masterclass in the comments below. The next thing I want you to do is educate yourself about the different types of macronutrients and how these macronutrients affect your blood sugar levels. I want you to stop counting points or calories and start counting macros. Say it with me, macros matter. And if it's important, we measure it. In my course, I dive deep into each type of macronutrient so you fully understand them and how they affect your insulin. Now there are three main types or categories of macronutrients, carbohydrates, protein, and fat. In the carbohydrates category, we have fiber, starch, and sugar. Refined starches and sugars are those that have been processed to strip away all of the protein and fat and fiber so that there's just carbs left, the refined carbs. These refined and processed starches and sugars will have the biggest blood sugar and thus insulin spike. So you're gonna wanna significantly reduce those in your diet. Fiber actually has the reverse effect and helps slow digestion and sugar spikes. So whole food sources of carbohydrates that contain a lot of fiber are actually really good for your health. And here I'm talking about things like non-starchy vegetables, avocados, olives, blackberries, raspberries, and other foods that I talk about in different videos. Protein won't significantly affect blood sugar levels, but it will raise your blood insulin a bit and dietary fat causes the lowest blood sugar and insulin response. You can check out this video next where I talk all about fats. After you have this overall framework in place of how food affects insulin, it's much easier to make healthy food choices. Tip number four is de-stress. You may be surprised to learn that losing weight and preventing disease is not all about food. It's all about your hormones and specifically insulin and insulin is affected by cortisol, your stress hormone. You see, when we're stressed, especially with chronic stress, your cortisol levels are going to stay elevated. And as a reminder, sleep deprivation is a form of stress on your body. Numerous studies have shown a link between sleep deprivation and diabetes. One study cited men who reported difficulty maintaining sleep were at almost five times the risk of developing diabetes and those who reported sleeping less than five hours a night had almost three times the risk of developing diabetes. When cortisol is up, this causes elevated blood sugar levels because our bodies are designed to fight or flee from stress. And in order to do that, our muscles need energy. So blood sugar is released in anticipation of needing energy to fight or flee. But if our stress is mental or emotional and we don't need to use our muscles, that blood sugar isn't used up, so extra insulin is needed to push it into the cells. That's how your blood sugar gets into your cells. It's either pushed by insulin or pulled by muscle demand. And that brings me to tip number five, which is to move your body. As I mentioned, there are two primary ways glucose can get out of your bloodstream. Insulin pushes or muscles pull. 
exercise, or even just general movement can help lower your blood sugars. The best kind of exercise is one that you'll actually do on a regular basis, but I think as a geriatric physical therapist and weight loss coach, I have to advocate for strength training. Muscle mass is critical to maintain as you age to keep your metabolism up and just to be able to function well and stay independent. As Dr. Gabrielle Lyon says, you can't out-exercise a bad diet and you also can't out-diet no training. I recommend strength training at least twice a week for all major muscle groups at a moderate to high intensity, meaning you're tired and can't do one more good rep after about 10 to 15 repetitions. My next tip is for you to try intermittent fasting. I have an entire module all about intermittent fasting in my course because it's such a transformational lifestyle. Plus it's 100% free and requires less cooking and dishes, which I always love. When you don't put food into your body, your body is forced to use fuel already available. It starts with glucose that's circulating in your blood from your last meal, then moves into your short-term glucose stores in the form of glycogen, and finally will tap into your body fat. My favorite quote about intermittent fasting comes from Dr. Jason Fung and Jimmy Moore in their book, The Complete Guide to Fasting and he's comparing intermittent fasting with chronic calorie restriction, which is very ineffective for long-term weight loss. Again, weight loss is about hormones, not calories. There are numerous hormonal benefits of intermittent fasting that you don't get with chronic calorie restriction. So here's the quote for you. To prevent the body from adapting to the new weight loss strategy and maintain weight loss, requires an intermittent strategy, not a constant one. This is a crucial distinction. Restricting some foods all of the time differs from restricting all foods some of the time. This is the difference between failure and success. If you want to learn more about intermittent fasting, I have a couple of videos for you to watch next. I will link to them in the description below this one. So to recap those tips, I want you to know your numbers, educate yourself about macros, and start eating less refined starches and sugar. Lower your cortisol with stress management and adequate sleep, move your body, and definitely give intermittent fasting a try. To take action on this information and learn more about what foods are good to lower your blood sugars and help you lose weight, be sure that you download my ultimate food guide. Go to weightlossforhealth.com forward slash ultimate food guide where I further, further elaborate on this topic. I think this section about healthy, neutral, and unhealthy fats is really helpful because many people have this deep-rooted, unnecessary fear of fats because some are going to be excellent for your health while others not so much. Also, don't forget to download my free masterclass all about how to lower your insulin resistance and inflammation. I know that you're going to find it extremely valuable and a really good use of your time. I always want you to take action on the information I share in these videos and let me know in the comments what you're going to do, which one of these six steps are you going to do in the next 48 hours. And remember, if you like this video, be sure to hit that like button, leave a comment, subscribe to this channel, and turn the bell on to get notified every time I post a new video. Thank you so much for watching. I love sharing this information with you and I can't wait to see you in the next video.
All right, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode all about how to reverse prediabetes. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, I would highly appreciate that. It helps it get seen by more people. And if you haven't subscribed and left a rating and review for this podcast, that would mean the world to me as well. I hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know that it's coming up here pretty quickly. Um, It might look a little different this year for you. I know it is for our family. It's very small, um, not even immediate family, you know, just the people in our little isolation cluster for extra safety. Um, So I'll be thinking about you guys. Stay safe and stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again same time, same place next week. Bye for now.